Hello, hello, Jen Amos here, a Gold Star daughter, military families advocate, and your host of the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. This show is intended to be educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com or check out our growing list of resources at our website, thespousebenefitplan.com. Now, let's get into the show. Wow. That last episode was a big one, wasn't it? How are you holding up? Well, I imagine to some degree, maybe feeling anxious with a glimmer of hope, a sense of responsibility and determination because you've been listening to this. Maybe, just maybe. (laughs) Well, let me start by saying thank you for being here. Thank you for making it to this next episode. And secondly, thank yourself. Thank yourself for being here. Again, I can't stress this enough. Most people would prefer to take the quote unquote blue pill and live in contentment that the monthly retired pay is all that they need to anticipate and enjoy in post-military life. Most people would say, well, should anything happen to my retiree, my veteran? Well, we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. Actually, in the early stages of getting this project together, I remember I was sharing with some spouses the original book that inspired all of this, which is now titled Your Life and Military Retirement Strategies on How to Get the Full Value of Your Pension Before It's Too Late by the founder and CEO of our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth, Scott R. Tucker, aka my husband. And I remember sharing this book with people and even before this particular spouse read the book, they had expressed to me, hey, here's the thing though. Even if anything were to happen to my service member, I'm still young enough to find employment and provide for my growing family. And hey, you know, if you feel that way, good on you. This show isn't for you. (laughs) Also, this is the reason why we are super specific with the kinds of couples we speak to, particularly career military couples. Because outside of that, especially if it's a younger couple, there's still so much life and still so much potential. And I just have to say, good on you. You know, enjoy feeling invincible while you can. And that might sound condescending. And I apologize if that sounds condescending. I want you to know that I really say that with a ton of love, especially from someone who comes from the other side of death and is trying to empathize in your situation. And hey, maybe you'll be one of the few, if not many, who's fortunate to not get their bubble popped. Maybe you never have to deal with what could come of keeping or opting out of the survivor benefit plan and accepting the military pension for what the government tells you it is, which is a monthly retired pay. You can swallow that blue pill and continue on with your life And all I can say is, good on you. But hey, you're still listening. 
And even if you're in that situation that's saying, hey, even if anything happens to my service member, I'm young enough to still find employment and provide for my growing family. Even if you're that person and you're still listening to the show, oh my goodness, this will help you that much more because what you're about to learn is going to help you maintain that bubble from getting popped. By being proactive in understanding the value of your military pension and what you can do to protect it. Either way, you are still listening, which tells me that you have decided to take the red pill. And I feel like I shouldn't mention this, but just for the sake of making sure that people understand where I'm coming from, I'm referring to the movie The Matrix, in which they talk about taking the blue pill or the red pill. The blue pill is kind of like, you know what? Ignorance is bliss. I don't need to know anything new about my situation. I am content with where I'm at. End of story. The red pill is, hey, something's funny. I can't just be content. I feel like there's something more for me out there, and I want to find out what that is. So by this point, you have taken the red pill. You have gone down the rabbit hole because you've learned something about your monthly retired pay that you can't unlearn without knowing more or making some kind of change. We are at a pivotal moment in the show. So I'm pausing in between educating you to have a heart-to-heart talk with you. Moving forward might be considered controversial. Heck, I'll go as far as to say biased. And that's partially because this episode and the episodes that follow after is intended for those who want to intentionally protect their military pension. They want to protect that total retirement benefit that you wrote down at the very beginning, which is also known as your winery. This is intended for those who want to feel confident in keeping or opting out of their survivor benefit plan. Now, as I mentioned, this is a pivotal moment in the show, and this is why I'm being very careful with this. And a lot of this particular episode is going to be repetitive for the sake of being repetitive. Now, there are many schools of thought once you've reached this point. And we will address different schools of thought for later. After this episode, U.S. Vet Wealth, the sponsor for our show here, the Spouse Benefit Plan, is dedicated to showing you the school of thought that protects not 55% of your military pension, but 100% of your military pension, and then some. But more than that, unlocking your inner confidence to choose how you'll manage your finances from here on out for post-military life. Keeping or opting out of the survivor benefit plan, it's not another order. It's a choice. And really, making this choice is the start to making confident and informed decisions in post-military life for the service member and for the spouse. As of right now, you officially know more than the average career military couple. This episode, we are going to be recapping everything that we learned talk about why the show is called The Spouse Benefit Plan and where we're going to go from here. We are doing all of this so that we can get to the heart of it all, which is that key word choice. The choice to choose with confidence to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan because you know what you want in regards to your military pension. This is really your opportunity to answer this question for yourself. Do I want to protect 100% of my military pension, or do I only want to protect 55% of my military pension? Now, for the sake of wrapping up everything we have learned so far, I want to take this time to recap the first couple of episodes. 
because what we're going to share is information that you won't find anywhere else and it won't be told in the way that we're going to tell it. In fact, I want to give a shout out to Stephen Ang, who is a culturally immersed combat veteran, innovative information technology leader, and has more than 23 years experience as a tactical and strategic telecommunications systems manager for the DOD and North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So he had a chance to listen to our show. So Stephen, shout out to you. This is what he had to share about this podcast. The Spouse Benefit Plan podcast was really helpful in describing some aspects of this program, the Survivor Benefit Plan, not openly discussed in any of the TAP courses. Wow. Thank you, Stephen, for that comment. Shout out to you. And thank you for affirming that we are doing something different here at the Spouse Benefit Plan. Okay, so let's go ahead and recap the last couple of episodes. Starting with episode two, titled, I Wish You Didn't Have to Care About This Topic. In this episode, you basically learned my background as a military child or as a child that grew up in a military household to having become a Gold Star family member to meeting my husband and becoming a veteran spouse and working with him at US Vet Wealth to how I started holding down the fort, our award-winning podcast show, and to now what has led me to host this show, The Spouse Benefit Plan. In fact, at the time of this recording, The Spouse Benefit Plan by US Vet Wealth has been fortunate to be featured in the Rosie Network's Spring 2022 Military Entrepreneur Magazine, or ME Magazine for short. So if you check out page 16, you'll see that we were given a shout out there, and that'll really give you a one-page recap (laughs) of my journey. So shout out to the Rosie Network. They have been so kind to Scott and myself and our team at US Vet Wealth over the years. We appreciate this kind, kind recognition in your spring 2022 edition of Military Entrepreneur Magazine. And if you want to read that article, I will provide that in the show notes for you. Moving on to episode three. So in episode three, which is titled, here's what to say the next time someone says, thank you for your service. This episode, we took a detour from the survivor benefit plan to understand what it actually protects, the military pension. Before we can even make a confident and informed decision about the survivor benefit plan, we realized that we had to reel it back and talk about what it protects, which is the military pension. We took this time to help you figure out what your estimated retire pay is, and we introduced some big words, such as the total retirement benefit, the present value, and an annuity. Of course, we also introduced my winery analogy, which I first described as a wine vineyard, But because I learned a little bit more about wine and talked to my colleagues about it, I was able to update the analogy from a wine vineyard to a winery. So as a recap, we shared that a monthly barrel of wine is a metaphor for your monthly retired pay. What your winery could look like in post-military life is another metaphor for your total retirement benefit and where your monthly barrel of wine comes from, i.e. your monthly retired pay. Again, most people, at this point, you have learned that the monthly retired pay is more than a monthly retired pay. It comes from a government-owned winery that is funded by the government and taxpayer dollars as a thank you for your service. Again, while most civilians would have to have a lump sum of your present value, which is another number we had you write down early on, 
they would have to have your present value in order for them to get the monthly barrel of wine that you get to have. You don't have to have a lump sum because again, you served for it, you earned it. And then we talked about the present value, which you know, I know by now you're probably thinking like, Jen, I don't think you've thoroughly explained what the present value is just yet. You keep bringing it up and you keep saying it's like this cool thing, but you haven't really dove into it yet. And for now, I just want to remind you that in comparison to the total retirement benefit, the present value of your estimated retire pay is what your winery actually looks like today. Now, it's a smaller number compared to the total retirement benefit, but we will talk more about the significance of this later. For now, I want you to consider this your trump card, your secret advantage that will only be revealed here on the show and nowhere else. (laughs) So stay tuned. Moving on to episode four. So episode four, which was just recently released, is titled, If You Had to Choose Between 100 Cups of Wine Versus 55 Cups of Wine, Which One Would You Pick? And, you know, some people who aren't wine drinkers are probably like, oh, I'll have 50 cups of wine, but it's more than that. (laughs) In this episode, we reiterated the value of your military pension with our winery analogy and drove home the fact that the military retired pay is paid from an annuity, which is funded by taxpayer dollars, and it's also owned by the government. So let me repeat myself, because this is a very, very important fact that you will not hear anywhere else. Your monthly barrel of wine i.e. your retired monthly pay, is distributed to you from a government-owned winery. Meaning, you don't own that government-owned winery. You don't own your total retirement benefit. And what this really means is that, as gratifying as it is to receive a guaranteed monthly retired pay for the lifetime of the veteran, it's also the only option, so long as the retiree stays alive. Also in this episode, we are finally introduced to how the survivor benefit plan automatically kicks in unless the spouse intentionally declines it. Now, this show is dedicated to helping the spouse feel informed and confident to keep or decline the survivor benefit plan. And as a recap, the survivor benefit plan is this. If the veteran predeceases the spouse, the spouse receives only 55% of the pension for their lifetime so long as they are eligible. You know what that also means? It also means that they lose 45% of the pension for their lifetime, for as long as they are eligible. Now, we're at the point now where I can say that 55 cups of wine isn't good enough for you and your family. I also think it's insulting to think that you cannot even have immediate access to these funds when you need them the most. So the final questions I left you with in the last episode is, How important is it for my family and I to protect our military pension? Am I satisfied knowing that should anything happen to me, the retiree, that my family would only receive 55% of my pension moving forward? If the answer to this question is no, I'm not satisfied, then you've come to the right show. If the answer is I want to protect 100% of my military pension, then Now is the best time for me to say this, if it isn't obvious already. The Survivor Benefit Plan isn't going to protect 100% of your military pension. Let me say that again. The Survivor Benefit Plan is not going to protect 100% of your military pension if that is what you want to do for you and your family. Remember, you may receive 55% of the military pension, but you lose 45% 45% of that pension. 
all those years of service reduced to nearly half? Tell me what that says to the spouse, that their service was worth less than the service member? Come on. You know why the service member was able to deploy and come back home every single time? It's because of the seasoned spouse holding down the fort. That's why. It's a seasoned spouse and their family holding down the fort. Yes, this is a shameless plug for my other podcast show. Please subscribe. (laughs) The service member, thanks to the spouse, was reminded that the love of their life and their kids was waiting for them to come home. The service member felt needed, loved, missed, cherished, purposeful, and mission-oriented beyond the military for their family. And you're telling me that that's worth 55% of the military pension? It's tragic. It's insulting. And it's unacceptable. I remember when my dad would come home. I remember when my dad's aircraft carrier came into the port. I remember the sailors manning the rail, lined up all around the ship, standing in formation, all dressed in white uniform. It felt like angels coming back home. I remember when my mom and my dad would reunite. For whatever reason, though, after every deployment, his weight would always fluctuate. Sometimes he'd come back heavy or a little lighter than we last saw him. Apparently, prunes were his secret to weight loss, but don't take my word for it. Anyway, I digress. You're telling me that all of those months figuring things out without my father is only worth 55% of the military pension? Now, please excuse my French or sailor's mouth, however you want to see it. And I do want to warn you that I did mark the show as explicit on purpose. But here's my response to the question. Are you telling me that for everything that a military family goes through, you're telling me that all of that is only worth 55% of the military pension? This is my answer. Fuck no. Fuck no. You, the career military family, are not worth only 55% of the military pension, or even 93.5% if you're deducting the survivor benefit plan premiums, for that matter. Military spouses are the cornerstone of military families and the military community, for that matter. 55% is not good enough for you. Now, did you have to pause to shed some tears? Because I sure did, especially when I was writing this out. Now, look, I can't change the fate of my Gold Star family, but hopefully I can help change your family legacy from here on out. Because I care about the service member as if you were my own father. I care about the seasoned spouse as if you were my own mother. And I care about your kids as if they were my own siblings. (sighs) If you're upset, you have every right to be. Now, how and why did it take a gold star daughter to come back to the military community 20 years later to share what so little career military families know about today? This is not a good thing that not much has changed since my dad served in the 80s and the 90s. The seasoned spouse needs this information more than me. Yet, I know more about this than the average seasoned spouse does. This is not a good thing. And now, you might be wondering, well, Jen, why did it take you this long to reveal that the survivor benefit plan 
only protects 55% of the pension. Look, I wish I didn't have to take this long, but you have no idea how many people my colleagues and I have worked with, and for starters, didn't even know that they could opt out of the survivor benefit plan. And after all of the unpaid hours that we had dedicated at US Vet Wealth to helping them make a decision, we have witnessed so many of them back out on their own decision in the end because they essentially feared the unknown. They feared taking the unpaved path that they couldn't find on government websites to give them the confidence they needed to keep or opt out of their survivor benefit plan. And yet, our team also has witnessed the consequences of career military families backing out on their own well-thought-out decision. And we have turned away clients who are too late to help them make that decision. I'll tell you now, it's tragic. It's tragic talking to veterans and their families, 10, 20, 30 years in post-military life, who regret making the decision they made or didn't make. And most of all, it's tragic that that split second of fear or the mindset of, well, let me just get through transition as fast as I can and I'll figure out the rest later, mindset, (laughs) set the course and the tone for their post-military life. Knowledge is power, my friend. And I think you know that having listened this far into this show. And it's my hope that this show is giving you the knowledge and courage you need to make a confident and informed decision to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan by first understanding what the military pension truly is, which is more than a monthly retired pay. Again, I think you know this by now, and I'm sure at this stage in your military career, You may know people who have transitioned out, who had decided to keep the survivor benefit plan. You may know people who are content with that monthly retired pay. But now that you know what you know, how can you go back? Moving forward, I encourage you to look at your military pension as an incredible asset to your post-military life. Most importantly, an incredible first choice to kick off your retirement. With that being said, I think this is a good time to explain why the spouse benefit plan. Now, you know that the benefit is actually termed survivor benefit plan. And yet this show has intentionally, thoughtfully, lovingly decided to be titled the spouse benefit plan. Well, simply put, if it's not obvious already, the survivor benefit plan is focused on death. It's focused on the survivor which no one enjoys talking about. I often hear this topic being described as the morbid talk. And because it's a morbid talk, it's easier to just keep status quo and put it off or just not even make a choice to keep or opt out. Because within the craziness of transition, it's better to have it than to have nothing, right? Well, with the spouse benefit plan, we have reframed this solution, the survivor benefit plan, to celebrate the seasoned spouse today. The military life doesn't have to be a constant struggle with no reward or a self-submission of self-sacrifice. I know it's what you signed up for, but it doesn't mean that you can't change your mind nor feel the way that you feel. You deserve so much more for your self-sacrifice for our country. You really do. And your kids deserve it too. I also recognize that it's beautiful, admirable, and commendable to serve your country in the way that you do. 
I also recognize the other side of the spectrum, the ugliness, lack of appreciation, and constant questioning of, how did I not know what military life was going to be like? I just wanted to support the person I loved. The guilt of feeling bad because you are part of a volunteer service, therefore you should be okay with this life. You should have expected this. Well, I have over 130 episodes of holding down the fort to prove otherwise, plus my personal experience and the struggle for a sense of purpose that I see in many veterans today, trying to recreate the spirit of service, purpose, camaraderie that they had experienced in the military. The point is that you don't have to keep appearances around me. I wholeheartedly understand your situation. There are days where you're happy that you chose this life, and there are days where you're not so happy. Now, I'm going to get a little deeper here, if this isn't deep enough. Yes, I can go deeper. (laughs) Now, I'm going to tell you this as if you were my own parents. You were my own father. You were my own mother. Your sacrifice, it matters. You, as a service member, as a military spouse, you matter. To the military spouse, you served too. And mom, I don't want you to keep self-sacrificing for me, for our family, at your expense. You deserve the same kind of love and service and benefits that you give to everyone else. You deserve that. And that's why it's important for you to know that you already have everything that you deserve, except you have to make a confident and informed decision to ensure that you get all that you deserve with the military pension. You may not receive the medals, the career mobility, and the recognition that the service member gets. It's because you get something equally as good, if not greater. You get time back to your family, time back with your service member, whatever you want to do in this post-military life. But only if you truly protect the military pension, to the amount that you want to protect it with. 55% isn't good enough for you. 55%, mom, it isn't good enough for us. You've struggled enough. You've held down the fort enough. You deserve to rest. You deserve to be rewarded. (sighs) I love you, mom. (laughs) Too corny? (laughs) Okay, let me say this again. I care about you, bruh. Bruhs and brother. I hope you got that. I care about you, bruh. (laughs) I care about you, mama. All right, let's move on. What I'm trying to say is that this show is all about the solutions and options that benefit the spouse today, hence the spouse benefit plan. The show is dedicated to showering the spouse with love and affirming support. And if you are a service member listening to this, I hope that you share this with your spouse. If you have a hard time explaining what the military pension is really about and are having a hard time explaining the survivor benefit plan, I hope that you share this show with them. There's a whole lot of life to live and celebrate before you become a survivor. Because here's the morbid truth. Everyone dies. Duh. There's no secret to this. And even if you do experience a death in your life. I've personally learned to re-channel that energy to living a purposeful life anyway. And I hope that you want the same. Choosing to live and how to live your life is such a radical act, especially for our military families 
choosing to thrive, to love anyway, despite it all, choosing to live intentionally, even if all your feelings are telling you otherwise, even if your whole being is like, wait, but I still got to follow orders. (laughs) Military life has a way of making us always follow what we're told to do, right? But you're entering post-military life now. I want to let you know that the best is yet to come. And we, myself and my colleagues at US Vet Wealth, are going to be with you every step of the way. The first step, and I'm reiterating this for the sake of reiterating, is making an intentional, informed, confident, loving choice to understand the full scope of your military pension. Because you can, and you made it this far. The true power is in the spouse's hands. Only the spouse has the choice to opt out of the survivor benefit plan. The seasoned spouse has the ability to turn their family legacy around. And this is why we call it the spouse benefit plan. We want to revere you as the incredible spouse you are today. Rather than only be remembered or forgotten as a survivor. So if we are on the same wavelengths, let me expand your perspective on the last paragraph I read from the government website in the last episode. So this is one of the final paragraphs that you will find in the overview of the Survivor Benefit Program on militarypay.defense.gov. On the other hand, insurance and investments without the Survivor Benefit Plan may be less than adequate. Even if they could duplicate the Survivor Benefit Plan, investments may be volatile and rely on a degree of financial expertise that many don't have. Consider everything carefully. Don't expect the survivor benefit plan to do it all, but give it full credit for what it does. Interpretation. There are many alternative solutions today that'll, in fact, make the survivor benefit plan look less than adequate. I'll say that again. Even though the site says that other insurance and investments without the survivor benefit plan may be less than adequate, I'm flipping it around to say, If you knew what's available for you today, that's accessible for you today, you would be laughing and maybe even insulted of what you're getting with the survivor benefit plan. This realization might upset you that you didn't know about these solutions. Fortunately, at US Vet Wealth, we have access to alternative solutions and we have the financial savviness and expertise right here at US Vet Wealth. We are the one financial firm that will help you consider everything carefully. And what I'm really trying to say is, if there's a way for you and your family to protect 100%, not 55%, of your military pension, would you take it? Now, the spoiler alert, if I haven't revealed this already, is there is a way to protect 100% of your military pension, and then some. But again, that's a whole conversation for another episode. No, teaser. (laughs) Let me continue. Now, again, if your answer is yes, I want to protect 100% of my military pension, then the real challenge begins. Oh, you thought that learning this was hard? (laughs) Well, we have only begun. The truth is protecting 100% of your military pension is easy, especially because U.S. vet wealth is on your side. What makes it hard, though, is choosing to protect it believing that you deserve to protect 100% of your military pension, not settling for less than you deserve. 
And most of all, doing the scariest thing of all that I cannot teach you, no matter how much I throw all this information at you, and no matter how much we try to simplify this for you, the scariest thing of all that you can do is to have the courage to go from being government dependent to financially independent. And if you don't remember what I meant by financially independent, then go ahead and listen to the last episode. I'll give you a hint. It's going from being government dependent to financially flexible for post-military life. You have depended on the government for so long. You don't even have to pay attention to your finances. And now you're facing the scariest thing, deciding what you and your family want your financial future to look like in post-military life. This is not a logical choice, even if it kind of is on paper. But it's really more of an emotional choice to want more, to know that you deserve more. And unfortunately, in the civilian world, self-sacrifice isn't rewarded the way that it is in the military. The hardest thing you'll do in post-military is to value your worth, your financial worth. For the service member, you deserve to take some time in post-military to rediscover yourself before you latch on to that next paycheck. For the spouse, you, of all people, deserve more than to be a perpetual professional volunteer. Together, you'll both be given something in post-military life that feels so foreign. And that, my friends, is choice. Change is scary, but in the military, change came with direction. Change came with orders. Now you're embracing change in a whole different way. It's time for you to choose your own adventure. No one is going to give you orders anymore. No greater institution is telling you to uproot yourself anymore and adapt every two to three years. It's all in your hands now. Luckily, you don't have to do this alone. Because you have the Spouse Benefit Plan and our show sponsor, U.S. Vet Wealth, on your side. If you want to protect your family, if you want to protect your future, you have to protect 100% of your military pension. The military pension is money you already have and will automatically lose if you automatically accept the survivor benefit plan. Remember, the survivor benefit plan, if it kicks in, will only pay 55% of the military pension. And that may seem great if that's all you know, but you also have to think about the opportunity cost. You lose 45% of the military pension. Sure. You can be financially savvy and have other assets, or you can just be like, it's okay, I'm young, I'll get another job, or I'll find a job, I'll figure it out. You know, you can worry about how to make money later. But do you really, do you really want to intentionally lose money knowing what you know now? Do you really want to lose 45% of the military pension should anything happen? Now, I think at this point, there are still some people who I mean, I don't know, honestly, but if there are some people who still believe that 55% of the military pension is good enough for you, I have to ask why. And I'm a little baffled because maybe this is just my own personal experience and all of the people that I interviewed and all the people we worked with. But if there's anything I know about seasoned spouses specifically, the ones who manage the day-to-day budget of the family household, it's that they hate wasting money, let alone lose money. And again, if you keep the survivor benefit plan, you basically lose 45% of the military pension. 
So if we go back to that analogy of 100 cups of wine, should anything happen to the service member, you lose 45 cups of wine. 45. If you choose to keep the survivor benefit plan. And there's a whole other discussion of what happens if the veteran, the retiree, doesn't die. Here's a spoiler alert. You still lose a lot of money. And we'll get into that in an upcoming episode. Oh my gosh, you're probably thinking, Jen, so many teasers. I know there's a lot. It's a lot to cover. And the good news is that you made it this far. And I know I keep saying that. I keep saying that because, again, I can't tell you how many conversations we've had with people or even just candid conversations where it was easy to write off this conversation. So I can't thank you enough. And you can't thank yourself enough for making it this far into the show to know that you, the seasoned spouse specifically, can actually make a difference here. You can turn your family legacy around by simply making an intentional choice to protect the military pension, especially if you know yourself that 55% of the military pension won't cut it for you and your family, especially if you don't want to lose out on the 45% of the military pension that you also served for. That's right, you and your kids. So by now, I hope that you have a more informed decision in answering the following questions. Do I recognize my advantage in knowing that the military pension is more than a monthly retired pay? How important is it for my family and I to protect our military pension? Am I content knowing that should I keep the status quo, my total retirement benefit could die with the retiree or reduce 55% for my family should I allow the survivor benefit plan to be automatic? And there will be no lump sum for immediate expenses after the service member's death, should it be needed. Am I satisfied with 55% of the pension going to the spouse or can I have more? Because again, you can have more. And this is an advanced question to think about in the upcoming episodes. What if I want 100% of the military pension, despite whether the retiree lives or dies? What? Let me say it again. What if I want 100% of the military pension despite whether the retiree lives or dies? Yeah, that is an advanced question for later. So many teasers. I know this has been a heavy conversation and I'm kind of hoping that with my comedic relief, if it's comedic, will help lighten the mood as we wrap up here. At this point, you have decided wholeheartedly that you want to make a difference in protecting the military pension. And now that you know that, I gotta warn you, the window of opportunity is closing. Now that you've decided that you wanna make a difference, no one's going to care about your financial situation the way that you will in post-military. And there's no greater institution to lean against anymore like you did with the military. In the next episode, we will actually get down to case studies and actual numbers so that you could really peek ahead and see what it could look like specifically for you and your family. Should you keep the survivor benefit plan or should you opt out? The good thing is that you don't have to live it out. You can peek ahead in these upcoming episodes and make an informed decision on where you want your next adventure in life to go rather than let life happen to you. In closing, remember that this is for the career military service member and seasoned spouse who have the short window of time to opt out of the SBP. And maybe we'll get more into this in the next episode. 
you do have a short window of time to make a decision to opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Otherwise, it'll be automated before you transition. It's one of those many things that you have to check off on your list. It may seem small and insignificant, but neglecting to make an informed, confident decision will change your life forever. And I hope you don't have to realize the consequences of your decision when it's too late. According to the government website, the Survivor Benefit Plan is irrevocable. It's an irrevocable decision. However, under very limited circumstances, you may withdraw from the SPP or change your coverage. So if this is something that you had recently decided to keep and now you're rethinking things, hey, might be some hope for you here. Keep listening. All right. Well, I hope that this episode demonstrated to you how much U.S. Vet Wealth and myself care about you and your family. I know this is more of an emotional heart-to-heart talk, and I hope that you appreciated it. I hope that you know that this is more than just money. This is about your future. This is about your ability to practice choice in post-military life, starting with the Survivor Benefit Plan. That's really what it's all about. And we care about you making these types of choices. In the next episode, we will talk about actual numbers. We are going to give a case study of, an o- of a rank of 05, retiring 20 years. And in case you want to get a head start in reading this case study, you could actually find it straight on our website, usvetwealth.com. That's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. We offer a white paper that you can download for free. You don't even have to opt in with your email to get it. It's titled Career, Family, Military Retirement, Navigating Your Military Retirement Pay and Survivor Benefit Plan Alternatives. So for the next episode, we will play out what it is like for an 05 retiring at 20 years um, to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. Last but not least, remember that this show, The Spouse Benefit Plan, is a developing project and it's not to be taken as financial advice. If you are ready to get into specifics with your unique financial situation, remember to reach out to our financial experts at our sponsor, US Vet Wealth. That's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. I'm Jen Amos. Thank you so much for bearing with me and this entire conversation. Remember to thank yourself. Remember to share this with a friend. Remember to share this with your spouse. Remember to share this with anyone else who's in your situation, who's transitioning with you. You won't regret sharing it. And remember that we are here for you every step of the way of your military transition. I'm Jen Amos. Thanks for listening. And I'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks again for choosing the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. Remember that this show is intended to be purely educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com. If you enjoyed today's show, kindly leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts 
or Podchaser. You can also leave me, Jen Amos, a kind recommendation on LinkedIn. Remember to check out our growing list of resources at thespousebenefitplan.com. Once again, I'm your host, Jen Amos, and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you.